Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. That Davis show, and we're lucky enough to be joined by Carmen Vitale, Buccaneers staff writer. You can find her works at TampaBayBuccaneers.com. Follow her at Carmi V. Carmi, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I feel like you're doing better than fantastic, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, Why? This... Because I'm, I've got this team around me that I get to talk about so much. Yeah, like, to be honest, like, all right. Last year compared to years past, right? Because you've been on you've been on this gig for a nice little amount of time. You're not a newbie. So I can actually ask you this. Last year compared to years past had to feel like just ecstasy, right? I mean, <laughs> you're working. Of course you're working, but having to develop articles about 30 for 30 or whatever's taking place compared to the beginning of last year. Basically you had to have a feeling you had a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Maybe it was a little neander and here, here in Chicago, we, you took an L from us uh, up here in Chicago. All right. Your quarterback forgot. I'm very well versed in that. I'm, I'm yeah. from the area. So yeah. Oh, really? I, yeah. I grew I up outside of Chicago. Oh, in Oh, so whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, who's your, who's your football? Who's your football boo then? Your team? Well, so, I mean, I grew up a Bears fan. Uh, I feel like Bucks fans know that about me by now. Um, And obviously, I'm much more invested in this team right now, given that they're my employer. Yes, yes. I grew up I grew up in, you know, the the early 90s and, and early 2000s and didn't when the Bears didn't and still kind of don't have an offense to speak of. So I be, I gravitated towards defense. That's something I've carried with me my entire life just because of <laughs> my circumstances. So Chicago, I'm sorry for you. It is. It is. Boy, listen, I'm that quarterback, that quarterback may be nice, but did you see that defense over there? Oh, man. Exactly. Exactly. Which you don't hear too many people, but I'm a product of my environment. So, and we've got a very good defense here to speak of. Yes, you do. You do. But so how, how was that transition from years past into this year? But also I feel like it's carrying over to this season because it seems like the party shouldn't stop. You know, you, yeah. you, you got, yeah, it seems like you should still be celebrating really until something, if the, 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 if the team goes off track, but even if it goes off track, it should be easy to get it back on track. But again, to get to that question, how was it the, the difference between the Jameis years and what took place last season? Yeah, it, it has been completely different, but I think what was so satisfying was just how validating and almost vindicating it was because the, yes, the storylines were the 30 for 30 and all that kind of stuff, but it, the amount of guys that went under the radar because of it was criminal to me just because I knew these guys, I knew what they were capable of. I knew the talent that was on this team. And you say that and you hear that from all these teams that do have losing records or whatever, but that's, that's the reality is not everybody on the roster is bad. Just like not everybody on the roster is like fantastic. So I was just really excited to see a bunch of our guys kind of get the recognition they deserve. One being Levante David, of course, Um, he's, I'm the biggest proponent of Levante and I kind of lead the charge every year for his accolades and his recognition and pro bowls, all pros. The man has not had enough of them, 
because he's been on losing teams. And now mm-hmm. it's nice to see guys like that getting the recognition. So last year was uh, the storylines come to you. Let me tell you, like it, it was it made me a better journalist working okay. for a team that went back to back five and 11 years. Even, you know, Bruce's first year, we were seven and nine. Um, and it makes you a better journalist because you have to figure out what to write and how to kind of toe that line a little bit more. But yeah, this year was I was like, I couldn't keep up with how many things that we had to write about. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's definitely nice. I, I, I I'm envious. I'm, I hope I hope one day back here at home that we're in that situation where you know, of course, the teams because a lot of people don't. A lot of people think people in the media want the team to suck, but when the team's doing well, it's better for everyone. It's it's so the much story easier. writes itself. Yeah, the story it's the story so writes. Which, you talked about the players, and I and I agree with you because when 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 Tom Brady chose the Bucks, to me, it made common sense because it was basically like ready made, just throw the quarterback in the middle of it. There there was talent. I think if you know football, there was talents galore around on that team. You just needed someone to steady the ship. Is yeah. there some people have the train of thought, Carmen, that if you don't make any adjustments and you stand and still not necessarily just a step back, but you're still not taking the next step. Is there any fear of that with bringing back 22 starters, both on the offensive defensive side? Honestly, to be quite honest, I had almost the same thought process because the NFL stresses, you know, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse, right? It's like that Ricky Bobby, if you're first, if you're not first or last. It's and and I think that there is some credence to that, but I also don't think that that happens on a team that has Tom Brady at quarterback. He is the last guy to repeat as champions, and I just think that he brings an accountability and a motivation to this team that, I mean, I think the danger of that is that you rest on your laurels, right? And you think, oh, well, I was this good last year. So we're, I don't have to change anything. That's not the attitude on this team at all. And that's very apparent. And especially because these guys weren't playing their best football the entire season. It took them until the team's bye week and week 13 to really click on offense. And I just remember there's this quote where, Tom Brady is walking off the field with Devin White from the NFC Championship game after winning in Green Bay. And they're just going, we haven't even played our best football yet. And that's kind of true in a lot of ways because they had just started to gel. And so if they can pick up where they left off, they still like have not reached their ceiling. So I think that, you know, when you make it to the top mountaintop, you think, all right, that's as good as it gets. But these this team knows that they've got more in them. And that's why I don't really feel like it's a danger for this team in particular. Although I do subscribe to that where you always want to try to get better. That Davis show right now, we have Carmen Vitale, a staff writer for the Bucks, joining us. Let me ask you this. And sticking with the office, it's important since you brought up that bye week and what took place. With having an actual preseason and a training camp ran, not regularly due to to, uh, COVID, but at least it's it's closer to what it was pre-pandemic. How do you think this offense is going to look now with that much time, with that time to adjust now? Is it going to be more of a New England or more risk it, no biscuit? What do you think the offense is going to look like? Well, I think it's a marriage of the two. And to marry two totally polar opposite systems is no easy task. And that's why it took so long last year. And I think you're going to see more of that this year. I mean, I don't, there's no way that Bruce gives up his no risk it, no biscuit type mentality, but there are ways to marry the two together. 
And I think that that's what you're going to end up seeing. And at the end of the day, Bruce is very amenable to what his quarterbacks want to do. He knows that quarterbacks aren't going to want to run plays that they don't like. So quarterbacks are very involved in game planning on this offense. And Tom Brady is obviously no exception. He might be the most involved in game planning just because of his experience and because of the system he came from and, and meshing that with the ideals and concepts that Bruce Arians likes to run as well. But let me tell you, I mean, we've seen Brady throw deep all last year, way more than I feel like we had in recent years. He's not slowing down. We've, we've seen him in camp do the exact same thing at 44 years old, which is incredible. Uh, so he still has the talent to do it and the talent to execute a Bruce Arians offense. So he's, he's, he's going to do it. He's still going to do it. You're still going to see those fun deep shots and all that. Oh, I'm jealous. All right. Yeah. In your opinion, I, I am. I, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's hurtful. I mean, at least, you know, during the preview for this show, going from division to division, no one kind of knows my angst. So to find out that you feel this, well, you felt this pain, I should say, you know, you I don't have, feel I have. You, you, you felt yeah. it. It's, it's, I, could, I at least know that. How would you, yeah. in your opinion, how would you describe the relationship between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady? They're so much fun together. Honestly, they they feed off each other so well. Um, Bruce is just like he again, he really lets his quarterbacks do what they're there to do. And he wants to make sure that he's getting the best out of them, but that they're having input on everything. So it's a give and take. You'll hear Bruce say that all the time. Um, but I really think I mean, you can see how much Tom Brady has kind of loosened up a little bit. I feel like that's always been yeah. a big storyline. Although I'm not sure that this wasn't always here with him. I just don't know that he was given the platform to express it from his head coach and we all know Bruce uh, he pulls no punches and he tells it like it is and that's kind of how everyone follows suit on this team and so you see that between Bruce and you see that between with Brady and I mean it's with that entire quarterback room and the quarterback coaches I mean this team is just so set up I like we had we drafted Kyle Trask in the second round and I just don't know a better situation for a young quarterback to come in, not only because of Tom Brady, but you've got Bruce Arians, the quarterback whisperer. You have Byron Leftwich, who's a longtime quarterback in this league. Clyde Christensen, who's coached guys like Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, you know, the amount of offensive firepower is just crazy in that room in general. So it's really cool to see them all feed off of each other and kind of come up with things together. It must really be nice. It sounds like it's really nice how you just broke that down. Listen, I didn't know what quarter, quarterbacking was until I got here. I promise. <laughs> it sounds sounds fantastic, Carmen. Like you know, this By, Byron left, which like I mean, just oh, sounds fantastic. Look, on a side note, this just popped out into my head with Bruce. Recently, when I've seen Bruce Arians, I haven't seen the Kango. Where's the Kango at? Especially being a man of color, you know, we have an affinity for Kangos. Where where is his Kangos? Yeah, he, he switches it in and out now with uh, he's got his baseball caps, too. He's a he's a man of many styles. He's the okay. swaggiest coach in the NFL. And I maintain that. Um, so he's he trust me, he's got, he gets his fits off and uh, okay. he has everyone has their look at practice, though. I feel like every coach has their look at practice. And, and Bruce is actually at practice is actually usually a ball cap more than it is the Kangol. But he trust me when I say he brings out the Kangol for all the special occasions, like our ring ceremony, okay. everything like that. He's he's wearing that with a three piece suit and he looks just swaggy, swagged out. This man is <laughs> he knows what he's doing. OK, OK. So listen. Do these two, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, ride off together? How, how long do you expect for this to, to, to continue? And also, when Bruce Arians retires, is this Todd Bowles' job? Yeah, I opinion. think that that's, yeah, that's a good, it's a good question. And it's, it's definitely, um, 
you know, it makes sense. Like <laughs> if you were to kind of hand this team back over, I mean, we are also so lucky on this coaching staff to have two head coaches. I mean, Todd Bowles was a head coach for five years. So four seasons. So like having that built in, um, is a really interesting prospect. And again, that would be something very unique in this league to see that change of the guard happen. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting because Brady was like, Oh, I want to play till I'm 25 or 45. I'm like, he looks 25. Um, I want to play till I'm 45. That's next year. And he doesn't mm. show any signs of slowing down this year. And I'm like, if the bucks win the super bowl again, do you ride out on top like that? I don't, I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But like, I'm telling you what, like you look at this guy and you're like, you're not, you're not 44. Like you're just not. And, and Bruce, Bruce is the same way where he's just, I mean, he gets fired up. We've seen him in these preseason games already, just biting refs heads off. He's in midseason form already. So like this guy is, and he's really, really well set up when it comes to speaking of those coordinators, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich. I mean, Byron Leftwich is the play caller on the offense. Bruce doesn't have that pressure on him. He doesn't have that stress on him, I should say. So he's got it pretty good right now where he kind of commands the ship, but he doesn't have to take the day-to-day beating. And that's the reason he doesn't call plays is because the stress was getting too much. So, I mean, between the two of them, I don't know. I feel like as long as Tom Brady plays, Bruce will coach and uh, maybe vice versa. I'm not totally sure, but you do have someone, a very more than viable option waiting in the wings to take over. Should that be the case? I look forward to when Byron Leftwich gets really a real chance to interview and get a head coaching job, being someone that's Mm -hmm. loved, loved him since Marshall. Uh, back in the days. I, I look forward to that. Uh, getting to the draft, what are your expectations? You guys are loaded, and I'll get to the loaded aspect, but you add it to the loadedness. You you have uh, Joe Tryon Soinka. Uh, the kid's been mm-hmm. playing well in preseasons. What's your expectations yeah. of having him rotate in with the, the linemen that you already have killing quarterbacks around the league? Yeah, it's kind of like I, I get a little embarrassed because it is, it's a, the rich get richer situation. Uh, I honestly... <laughs> it's it's incredible to think that Joe Tryon fell to us uh, at, at 32. And I think that there's going to be 31 teams that are going to be kicking themselves after this season with just his potential and seeing what we've seen. I mean, seeing him in person, I, I watch, you know, I watched a lot of his tape and all that kind of stuff, but that was two years ago. And I think it's going to be a case study with, because he, he opted out for the COVID year last year, whatever he was doing in that time, he got better. And like he got, he became more of a technician. He molded his body and whatever he did, I think it'll be a case study for college players. Like if you have that motivation, that self-motivation and that self-accountability, I mean, it's kind of worth it to not put the wear and tear on your body of a college football season. And now he comes in, he's super fresh. He's just chopping at the bit to get onto this field. And, you know, even the preseason game, he just talked about how excited he was to get back on a football field, but my gosh, can he dominate? It's incredible to see. I mean, I saw him physically just run over Tennessee linemen uh, in, in the last preseason game, like immediately following a sack. And I mean, this is a guy too, that I've seen in practice has put Rob Gronkowski on his butt. And if you can, if you can put Rob Gronkowski on his butt, like with one hand, most of the time, that's insane. Gronk is a huge human and he's very good at blocking. He's a very good Mm -hmm. blocking tight end. I let him tell it. He's an only, he's only a blocking tight end, but (laughs) I just, I have my expectations for this kid. I'm trying to like temper them. Um, but he also then has Shaq Barrett and JPP to learn from, and he's got outside linebackers coach Larry foot to learn from. And I just, 
I don't see a scenario where this kid doesn't end up to be an amazing player for this defense. Yeah, and I read JPP just raving about him having techniques that he didn't have as a rookie. So 30, 30 teams, though, Carmen, 30 teams, not 31. All right. We're happy with what we did in the first round this year. That's fair. I was so proud of the Bears. I really was. I promised you that. I was texting my friends back in Chicago like, I'm so proud. We don't want your pity, Carmen. We don't want your pity. It's not a pity. I'm just excited (laughs) for you. I promise. Look, well, I'll, I'll be excited for you, except when you know the Bucks come in, or when you guys come exactly. down here and, and play. Okay. So. okay, okay, okay. But in your heart, we know. I know what you have to do yeah. with the job, but we know, we know. All right, the team is loaded. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for y'all. If there's any weaknesses for this team, wh- who are the players, or what would you point out as far as schematically the weaknesses? Honestly, I'm going to go to be towards a phase of the game that even Bruce talked about coming into this season, which is special teams. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that there's still a lot to figure out there and there's still a, you know, a battle for the kick, kick returner jobs. Uh, you don't have that solidified and just in general, you're not getting the production out of them that you really want at this point. Uh, that was a big emphasis in this draft just because you didn't have a lot of needs, obviously. So mm-hmm. the last four picks of the draft for the Bucks were really just meant for guys that they felt like could make it make an appearance on special teams and to kind of make their bread and butter on special teams. So I'm going to see how that goes. Um, even the kick, like as far as the kicking game too, Ryan Suckup has kind of had an up and down camp. Bruce has not been shy about saying that. Uh, mm-hmm. But he did kick a 49-yard field goal against the Titans, which were unfortunately the Bucks' only points last game. Um, but so you would like to see, you know, the consistency out of him because he was so automatic last year for the Bucks. And I don't know if you know anything about Tampa Bay and their kicking curse, um, but it's been a thing here and ever since I've been here we've just cycled through some really awful situations and Ryan Suckup was kind of finally this guy that came in and was so super consistent so to see him have an up and down camp you're like oh god not this guy <laughs> yeah we, we know a so I'm looking towards that. that but I also Bruce also said he has all the faith in the world that Ryan will figure it out and I do too because he is a vet and he knows what he's doing so I'm hoping that you know that and then of course injuries and that's that's yeah. really what I feel like can bring down this team. It can bring down any team at any time. But I, I don't think this team is the deepest that it could be, especially on defense. So you, you lose a couple key players um, and you're going to have to make some adjustments some pretty, you know, significant adjustments. And of course, the quarterback, I mean, he, Tom Brady is 44 years old, but he played through a tor- torn MCL last year. So right. <laughs> I think he's as tough as they come so if he's not missing a limb I think he'll be out there (laughs) (laughs) that Davis show right now we have Carmen Vitale follow her at Carmi V listen what are your expectations for Antonio Brown now because he came in when the season had basically already not when the season had started but he came in late I should say all right we know him and Brady kind of had a connection in New England but that was cut short with all the the off-field stuff that was going on with Antonio Brown your expectations for him and Brady this season and will they be really try to prove something or is there enough balls to go around for them to prove something and even more importantly Brady and Mike Evans so this is a twofer because I love I've loved Mike Evans for a long time um, but yeah. it's and, and they they definitely they definitely had some plays, but it still seemed like they didn't have that connection that you think they could have because if Brady and Mike Evans really have a connection. There's going to be some trouble, trouble, trouble. 
Yeah, I mean, I, Brady's really never had a receiver quite like Mike. I mean, you go back to the, his years with Randy Moss, but um, they're not quite the same player, obviously, though Mike does look up to Randy. He calls Randy Moss his idol, and he broke his NFL record of seven straight 1,000-yard seasons to begin a career last year. But I think that that was really a symptom of just getting used to this offense and getting used to – I mean, these there's a lot of option routes here, and there's a lot of stuff that you have to read as a quarterback, and the timing with your receivers just doesn't come without reps, and they just need that and they've gotten it now so I expect a bigger year from Mike but I mean Mike still had over a thousand yards he had the most touchdowns he's ever had in a single season last year he had 13 touchdowns uh, his wow. previous high had been 12 so I think as you're also seeing him utilize he's such a good red zone target because he's so big and so that lends itself to a lot of production as far as scoring goes for him so I think you can expect that I don't think you're going to see any of these receivers top 1200 yards 1100 yards just because there are only so many balls to go around and you've got Chris Godwin you've got Scotty Miller you've got Tyler Johnson who stepped up this camp he's a second year receiver uh, last year's draft picks so uh, and then you look at Antonio Brown and you're now going to have a full season with him because he didn't he didn't come in until the eighth game of the season last year so now I mean he does look He's so fast and he's so elusive in a lot and he can get that separation. And we've heard uh, Bruce Arian saying that this looks like the Antonio Brown from four or five years ago. I think that put a lot of people on notice when he said that because the Antonio Brown from four or five years ago was pretty insane. And to imagine him fitting into an offense and playing his role and not trying to be, you know, that he's not necessarily that superstar, but he's accepted that role and and to have you know to share all of this with mike evans with chris godwin they that whole receiver room has a great rapport with each other they're very unselfish players for how good they are um so it'll just be very interesting to see how everything kind of lays itself out but i would expect a lot of production this year especially because brady is that much more comfortable in this offense Carmen, you know what? Something just popped in my mind. What do you expect to happen after this season with Chris Godwin playing on the franchise tag? Will there be enough money? And I guess perhaps because how you, necessarily how you set up his contract, but do you see his long-term future in Tampa or has there been too many guys re-signed from last year that is going to probably maybe block him from getting the type of money he's looking for? I don't know that that necessarily precludes him just because of the kind of player that Chris is. He can play all those different receiver spots and he's so versatile in that. And, you know, he's a homegrown player and our GM, Jason Light, has placed a huge emphasis on keeping those homegrown players, those guys that you drafted. You know, he gets extremely attached to these guys, which is a good thing. And you like to think that, you know, they kind of return the favor. And I know that Chris loves it here. He loves playing with Mike. He loves, you know, the system that they're in. Um, but again, it's going to be very next year is going to be very interesting just from a purely contract uh, perspective, because you've got a lot of guys. You kind of leveraged everything this year against the future a little bit more. But let me tell you, if anybody can figure it out, it is our cap guru, Mike Greenberg and our director of football research, Jackie Davidson. Both of those, they are such a stellar tag team. And they're the reason that the Bucs were able to bring all 22 starters back uh, because of some really creative accounting uh, as far as, as that went. So if anybody can do it, it's them. But I mean, I, I like to think that Chris really likes it here. And he said he really likes it here. Uh, and I don't think that any other contracts necessarily impose on his. I think that it, it'll just be a matter of what what all ends up shaking out. And I'm very interested to see how that goes, because I do think that there will be some pretty hard to swallow changes just because there will have to be. Mm, understandable. Look, the NFC South belongs to the Bucks. How do you think the rest of the division will shake out? So Carmi V's preview of the NFC South. 
Yeah, listen, that statement, though, is something that is so foreign to me because even last year, the Bucks entered yeah. the playoffs as a wild card. That was Tom Brady's first time in the NFL playoffs as a wild card team, uh, which is crazy to think about all on its own. But I, I have not wrapped my head around the fact that like we're predicted to win the division because since I've been here, that's not been the case. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, and then you look at all of the tur- like the turnover at all at a lot of the other teams, and you're like, oh gosh, not only do do we have this continuity and we have this chance for success, but where we got better, I feel like a lot of the other teams in the division yes. are going into this either rebuild or they just are going into these changeover things. I mean, we saw the salary cap hell that New Orleans was in and they had to cut ties with some people. And now you've also got a huge question mark at quarterback, one that the Bucks are unfortunately familiar with. Yes. Um, and we're going to see how that works out. I, I'm always rooting for him, though. I mean, he was he was a great guy when he's like when he was here and he is so super talented uh it's just that kind of those heroics that that playing superman kind of gets him in trouble sometimes because he just there he never wants the play to be over and i understand that um but sometimes obviously that's led to some very iffy things but i do think that that i'm going to be really interested to see how that offense is retailored for him because you cannot run the same offense you had for drew Brees with james winston uh it's just not possible for but sean payton is a brilliant play caller uh i will never you know you can't take that away from as much as this is a division rival you know sean payton is an excellent coach he's a great play caller he's a great offensive mind and he can figure it out if anyone can so i still think that the saints kind of end up in that two spot uh i think the panthers could surprise some people just because i think their defense might be a little bit better that secondary which was so young last year is getting i feel like it's going to be better this year i really was a huge fan of jeremy chain coming out and now like they put him at linebacker last year i just don't think that he was just too undersized for that position they're moving him back to safety this year and so i feel like that could shake out pretty well for that defense uh as far as atlanta goes there again there's just so much turnover there um and and that defense needs to get a lot better but you still have matt ryan and and matt ryan's still gonna he's got calvin ridley he's got he's got weapons so you're gonna i think still see a pretty high-powered offense from atlanta but between the panthers and atlanta i'm not necessarily sure who goes third and fourth but i still (laughs) anticipate new orleans being in that second spot because maybe it's just like ptsd for me because new orleans just always like kicked our butts so i don't know i understand (laughs) i understand believe me i understand uh listen let's bring you home before you go back to the to nice weather down there in Tampa, your thoughts on the Chicago Bears upcoming season and how would you bring along Justin Fields? Oh, well, this is not going to be a very popular opinion, I don't think. But I, I just you see across the league when guys get time to develop behind someone else and really get used to the game and get used to the systems they're in and get to see it in different ways. Like, I just, I mean, I think about Patrick Mahomes and I'm like, would he have been as instantly good if he was, for instance, drafted by Chicago and expected to start right away? Would we be seeing him this good this quickly? Because I think obviously he always had that talent, but I don't know. I think if like that red shirt year essentially behind Alex Smith, I just think pays dividends. So I, again, this is going to be really controversial. I don't want Justin Fields to start. I don't like, I don't want him to start the season. I want him to hang back team or him to help him win right away anyway. So it's like you let him get used to things. And I know that like Chicago fans don't have the patience for that. I don't usually have the patience for that. 
maybe it's easier because I'm down here and I get to watch this football <laughs> instead exactly. of having to be in Chicago and wait it out. I do understand the sense of urgency as far as you know the defense goes. You're not going to be able to keep that defense intact much longer. I know that Nagy and Ryan Pace's jobs likely kind of ride on the success of Justin Fields or he could potentially save their jobs. So I understand wanting to kind of prove everyone or to prove yourselves right on him. Uh, instantaneously, but I think you might be doing him a disservice by putting him in situations before he's ready. Um, but from all from all of the things I've seen, you know, the talent is there. I just hope mm-hmm. that they manage it correctly. But again, historically, I'm probably jaded because I've never seen them manage offensive exactly. talent. But, but exactly. Offensive talent well. Um, I'm with you, though. I'm, I'm not a uh, start him at the beginning of the season guy. I was a start him around the bye week guy. I'm down to maybe week three. All right. But I okay. want him to get See, you're getting, yeah, everyone's getting, getting. <laughs> it. Well, it, it's it's more of I want him and Andy Reed, I mean, him and Andy Dalton to be in the same room. I think one, they should have packages for Justin Fields. All right. Mm-hmm. So that he can still get out there and see the live bullets in the real. And he played preseason, but it's different when you're going up against first stringers and the games 100%. count. 100%. Right. So I, I think you should have packages where each half, at least he gets out. He has a series where he can come out there and he runs the team or whatever. And you see how well he plays. If he pl- if he plays, you let him continue that series. But still, you Andy Dalton's a starter. Um, and then you see how that goes. And if, if, if week after week he's getting better, then you make the switch, depending on how well or not so well Andy Dalton is playing. But I'm not a um, forget it. Just start Justin guy because I was never like that. But that mm-hmm. hit was even more like you know right. what yeah, that was like, no oh i i saw that because we had our game going on uh that day and so i was busy preparing for our game but then i saw the highlight of that and i texted my friend who was calling the game and i was like was that as bad as it looked like live and he was like it looked worse live and i was like oh, that would be like this that would be the bear's luck is is to lose yes. like their, you know their future of their franchise in a preseason game to a hit to the a blow to the head that was not okay, but I mean that's that's kind of the risk you risk you run in preseason just because these guys aren't you know necessarily the top tier like most technical players that are going against them. So stuff like that happens even when it's not malicious. But yeah, gosh, yeah, happens. that like my heart dropped. I was like, no, right? It was. I mean, to see the helmet and the headband, and also this is thing too. Headband. I had noticed. Yeah, the headband was like this. That was really bad. But also, I had noticed during the game, and I I screamed at the television because I'm like, wait, strap. <laughs> up because he only had the front strap on and I was like strap like and quarterbacks sometimes do that but from playing football yeah. I was like no no strap up youngster like so when he to see that happen it was like <gasps> but it's football but st- it's I'm, football. I'm with you don't whoa, whoa let me ask you this though so if you had to choose what part of the season you would start him when would you start him or you're just like total Patrick Mahomes just red shirt year like I just don't know what is to be accomplished other than, again, maybe saving some people's jobs, which I get. But at this point, like, are you really thinking a deep playoff run for the Bears? Even like if you if you bring Justin Fields in halfway through the season or even say week three, you bring him in. Do you do you think that this team is going like all the way into the playoffs and making that deep run? And if you do. All right. Start in week three. Mm. But if you don't, then I just. I feel like you want to set yourself up for the future a lot more, but there is no, like this delayed gratification really just doesn't exist in the NFL, especially anymore. Um, I feel like, you know, the 
expectation of rookies is just far and away. It gets worse and worse every year. Just like the, the fuse gets shorter or whatever you want to call it um, for these rookies where they're just expected to step in right away. And to be fair, colleges are running pro style offenses a lot more. Uh, so you, you would think that these guys are a little bit better equipped also, but I don't know. I mean, if you could do it, I would do the whole season. Just you got Dalton for a reason. You got Dalton, and you're not you know, like you got. You got no <laughs> oh, see now, now, oh, oh, it's like that in the streets. All right, you. How dare you, Carmen? How dare you mention Nick Foles' name on this show? I'm uh, sorry, listen, I'll but say it's this. true. No, no, we don't. We don't. First of all, listen. I didn't say anything when you brought up Trask, and because since there was a chance that the Bears may have drafted Kellen Mund, now those are two names that I don't speak because I don't speak second and third round quarterback after getting a first round quarterback. That's how. <laughs> Usually either, but yeah, yeah, that's how bougie I am right now because we have Justin Fields. Uh, I was talking to someone from KC and I asked him, I said, you know what? I, I've been thinking this. If Patrick Mahomes starts at the end of that season, you guys probably still have Super Bowl, to be honest with you, because there's no tape on him. Right? I mean, just at that I mean, he's freaky. And also, this is the thing too with, with Patrick Mahomes. You have Andy Reid. That's right. like the biggest difference between here in Chicago with Justin Fields right. and talking about how to bring him along is Andy Reid was doing that. And we right. still don't know what we have or we don't we don't we know what we have in Matt Nagy and he hasn't proven that he can do what Andy Reid right. did with Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, that's he comes period. from the Reid tree. You'd hope that that that's kind of in there, you know, it for all those not. years with Andy. Uh, but yeah. no, I mean, there's there's no replicating Andy Reid uh, and there's there's very few people that can call plays like Andy Reid can that can devise offensive schemes like Andy Reid can. Uh, so again, I'm just like, do you have the resources and everything to, to really bring him along and, and make sure he's ready? I don't, mm, mm, mm. I don't know. It must be nice. It must be nice. I know. I get to sit up here and my quarterback who's in his 22nd year in this league. <laughs> Wow. Just shine on us, Carmen. We really appreciate it. Everybody, make sure you check out all her work on TampaBayBuccaneers.com. Follow her at Carmi B. Uh, Keep up the great work. Now, Now, knowing that you're from this area, it hats off to you. Keep on striving. Really like to hear that, even though you just. You just disrespected the bears all over the streets up here. I'm joking. I I'm joking. didn't. I like didn't. told him off. Whatever. Like I, I know it's nice. I know. Listen, when you're rich, you're rich. All right. And you I'm you have like embarrassment of riches. I'm looking long term. Like I got, you. I got you. I'm like that marshmallow experiment with kids. Like I would have taken. I would have waited for the other marshmallow to get two marshmallows. All right. So that's okay. like the delayed gratification. Okay, uh, we, we'll we'll check thing. it out. We'll check it out, and we will also check you out. I look forward to you coming back on the show later on during the season, and you have a terrific day. Thanks so much for having me.